Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. My good friend Kristen Leo is a yoga teacher who teaches in teacher trainings and teaches classes. She's a massage therapist. She's also a specialist in anatomy and the author of two volumes of a book called Meta Anatomy that has just been republished, reworked as Meta Anatomy. And she's here to talk with us about it. I am always delighted to talk to Kristen. She's so well educated in all things yoga and so insightful. Uh, I hope you enjoy our chat. I sure did. Here we go. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Peter. Great to see you. We've been chit-chatting. This feels very artificial. (laughs) But... (laughs) We'll pretend we just started talking. Oh, nice to see you. Yes, yes. Um, I hear you have a new book out. Yes, the new book just came out. I'm really excited. It's with Sounds True, the publisher. And um, I'm just so excited to have it out in the world finally. Yeah, congrats. How does this relate to the other books that you've published previously? So the other two meta-anatomy books were self-published. I did it on my own. And Sounds True purchased those two books and heavily, we heavily as a team, reworked those two books. Um, And then an additional, let's say, third book, uh, 100 extra pages of material, new material, brand new material. Um, And also we did new illustrations and anatomical illustrations made just for the book um, and some special practices and extra goodies that are involved. So it's like a, a, a 3.0 version yeah. <laughs> of the um, former two self-published books. Fantastic. So in the, the first two books, the volume one covered a lot of physical anatomy and the volume two covered a lot of energetic body stuff. So what's your um, third hundred pages? Yeah, we called the first one, uh, like the new book is separated into three chunks, three big sections. The first one we called the meat suit, which is the physical. The second one we called the poetic, which is the energetic body correlations. And then the third book we called the practical. So the practical includes lots of um, therapeutics of each segment of the body and relating both the physical and energetic components and then very practical things that you can think of and and stuff we run into as yoga teachers in the different segments of the body that we might want to rethink or ask questions about or become conscious of. Nice. Um, I know that in your own teaching, there's been this evolution of... um, maybe the point of focus, um, and maybe you could describe that for people who don't know you so well, like where, how did your own practice and teaching style evolve as you've been working with these concepts and working with uh, your own practice over time? 
Yeah, thanks for saying it evolved. That's kind. <laughs> That's my hope. <laughs> oh, it's hard to see it when you're in it, but I think my my big hope for my practice and my teaching practice is that it continually evolves. Um, so I think I came to it for physical reasons. I came to my practice and therefore my teaching from a very physical place of wanting to learn all about the muscles and the bones and the glands and the organs and and organize it and label it and have all the right answers and all the right alignment cues and um, very physical and very uh, linear kind of practice and teaching. And then I think when I met Alan, it really opened a, a door in my heart of the energetics of being able to really feel the energetics, the Kriya techniques he was offering. And um, I think only because I, you know, wore down my physical body <laughs> for a couple, for a decade or so prior. But then I was able to feel the energetics and then that became um, something I wanted to offer and teach. And, um, and I think I still did it in a way as if it was separate, like getting all the answers right on how many nadis are there and right. what are the chakras and how are they organized. And um, But I think, I don't know, further evolution, just, you know, tapping into that um, yoga stream. I feel like I'm in a place where they're all just maps to enter into your form, yourself, your big self. So uh, trying to combine them and just find very practical, you know, ways, tools, techniques, technologies from whatever tradition, from dance, from massage therapy, from uh, the study of anatomy, the study of energy, the study of yoga, philosophy, however, Whatever map's gonna work, like how do we get in there? Because right. that's the that's the good stuff. That's the information that we're looking for, you know. Um, and and so I think I've I've tried I've tried to come to a place now where I see it as all connected, mm -hmm. all of those aspects of ourselves. Um, I think of them as a spectrum. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, you mentioned massage therapy and I, I, it wasn't like in my forefront of thinking about it, but that's, that was a big piece of your background as well, right? You, yeah. you did that work and then you later practiced Marma as part of that moving into the subtle body side of things. Are you still doing those practices? It's been tough over this last year. Yes. Yeah no touch. Um, so I feel like I haven't done, I haven't worked with a massage client or really I haven't worked with anyone in person, even mm. in yoga for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, so there's no touch <laughs> going on, but um, I think it's still helped me see the body in different ways. And, and even I don't know what your experience is with these online classes that we've been sharing, but sometimes you can, even in this artificial kind of technology of viewing someone on a camera and a, on a computer screen, sometimes you can visualize the marma lines or the marma points, or you can see held tension or compensation or 
um, patterns in the tissues of their body that you can even see or or you you think you see uh, uh, on the computer, which is interesting. I at first I thought this is never going to translate. This is never going to work. It's not the same experience, and it's not in many ways. But but I'm surprised. I'm continually surprised that you can really see quite a lot when you're looking. Yeah. When, when Wendy was working with Al on the Yoga Sutras book, you know, you have this chapter on the cities, the section on the cities, and, and they sound fantastical, you know, like traveling great distances and things like that. And, yeah. um, you know, Al has always suggested that what we do with electronics is very much that, you know, and and I found exactly the same thing that you were just describing, that not only me being able to have an impact energetically, like if I'm doing Shaktipad during the meditation class or something like that, but the students who've done training exclusively online with each other have incredibly profound experiences of community, of of learning from each other's teaching, you know, when they do practice teaching and whatnot. So there's there's definitely an energy transfer that's happening regardless of the medium. Yeah. I don't know what you have found too with the teacher trainings online. I feel like there's more conversation hmm. even on Zoom or whatever platform like than in a than what I was experiencing prior. Um, there was always a question answer period and stuff, but it seems like it's more, you know, it's all these little boxes talking to one another. And <laughs> it's a gallery view instead yes. of a view. Yes. Um, to use the dreaded Zoom technology words, but um, I find that there's more conversation going and more great conversation going. Um, maybe because there's hasn't been such a a, a need for it before an obvious need for this conversation to occur. Yeah. Very cool. Um, your book is, uh, your previous books were great resources for teacher trainings. Um, and I imagine the, the new publication will be also a similar thing. Are you reaching out in any kind of explicit way for that? Like, does your publisher give give you more clout in that regard? Um, I'm not sure about clout. Maybe, hopefully, <laughs> uh, but more reach. You know, it's it's um, distributed by Macmillan, mm -hmm. which is a bigger you know uh, distributor of books. So it's able to be in bookstores, and they're reaching out to studios um, for their boutiques or for their teacher training programs, offering wholesale discounts, bulk, bulk order discounts and stuff. So that's really, um, you know, there's a, a trade-off with having, I like to do things myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy like the self-publishing or the, you know, I've been trying to figure out how to do all this myself for a very long time. With right different levels of success and failure. Um, but there is something to working with a partner uh, and a partner like Sounds True, who I found have been very um, 
I just held my hand through the whole process and held my heart through the whole process and were just uh, super helpful in answering questions and offering suggestions and stuff. So I've, the par- partnership has been really uh, opened my eyes to this other way of working. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Speaking of evolution, right? Right. Yeah. Don't have to go it by yourself, you know. Yeah. People are there to help, which has been a new, a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that you were teaching in New York City, and also you were teaching other places, I think Washington D.C. and and Are you still keeping the connections that you had with those places, and even though it's online now? Yeah, I've been able to do a couple of um, online workshops through different studios that I had a relationship with prior. And my first in-person workshop is September 9th through the 11th in Virginia. Wow. In um, a place called Yoga Dojo, a weekend on Yoga Nidra, which I think maybe is a very special practice that we could all use right now. Uh, yeah. so, so I'm very excited to get back in person. I'm hope I'm hoping I remember how to do it. <laughs> to be <laughs> in person. To yeah. 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 But it'll be new for me, maybe new for some of the students there, but um very much looking forward to getting back in a room with people. Yeah, I've been watching um we right before the pandemic, Wendy and I traveled to uh, Australia and taught there and I, you know, they did not have the same kind of a shutdown requirement that much of the rest of the world did and so it's been kind of crazy watching all these photos on Instagram from students we met or the teachers that we know there. You know, they're just rolling like it's 2019 again you know and um yeah so i haven't done anything in person at all do you have anything up uh no not really i mean ishta is planning to open a studio again and so we will have something um coming up and but i don't Mm -hmm. know that there's a timeline for it i'm not privy to the timeline yeah, me either. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm excited for you to do that. That's great. Yeah. Does it feel anxiety-provoking to be in a group? Yeah, it really does. I mean, I've been uh, in New York City for most of the pandemic, and I've been um, in my 200-square-foot apartment for most of that. <laughs> right. And I'm a... Um, introvert by nature and I don't mind being by myself I enjoy it but that was pretty extreme <laughs> yeah. a year and a half of that yeah. um, so I'm feeling all of the feelings of you know very much wanting to to get out and to see people and to be in communion with people and talk about these things and feel that energy of of a group in a room with you doing these practices and I fully, um, I fully think that the the practice of yoga nidra is quite a special practice. I'm very, I'm really looking forward to offering a full weekend of that with students that are interested, you know, in, in delving into that uh, 
realm of, of yoga nidra. Um, but I think also, I don't remember how to talk to people. <laughs> I You're doing a pretty good job here. I reached out my hand to um, shake someone's hand the other day and I was like, what are you doing? I don't know if we do this anymore, but it was like, and then I felt awkward and then I felt like, should I put my mask on? And I, you know, I just, there's so many layers of just unknown and trying to figure out what this next evolution, this next phase of us looks like. Yeah. I think it shook up quite, I, I, I'm going to guess for you as well, but it shook up what I want my life to look like, what I want my teaching to look like, what I want my day-to-day to look like. like yeah. It just changed yeah. so many things. Yeah. I, I, I think that we don't know exactly what's coming next also, you know? I don't know, you can play Anthony Fauci for a minute if you want and say what your two cents is on. I was just going to ask you if you've developed a city yet to <laughs> see the future. <laughs> I mean, I I have a suspicion that we're just going to, this is going to drag out for a while. And I don't know if it's going to end with all of us getting a slight case of covid even if we've been vaccinated because it's going to be still very prevalent if if there isn't a you know the big push and i don't see that big push coming so i don't know something of a just having to live with uh, these restrictions this virus this ebb and flow this rise and fall of numbers Mm -hmm. for a very long time Mm -hmm. and then again you know the the um, spanish flu you know that went through a similar kind of a spike and similar kind of response and then just vanished you know and mutated its way away so i mean that's wishful thinking i think to to call that your plan but uh slightly dangerous to just count on that but yeah yeah. but um i mean it's kind of what's coming about by default you know so a lot of giving up on control or there's just unknowns this whole year and a half has been we never had any control but the illusion of control is now stripped away from Mm -hmm. us so it's 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 a reckoning of of that. Yeah. How do you live in that uncertainty? Right. And waiting for it to be certain again, which it most likely won't ever right. be. Right. Well, I'm living in the Hudson Valley, and here there's a real mix of uh, like participation in ongoing, you know cautionary activities so if you're in a medical facility everyone's wearing a mask it's a requirement you know if you're not it's really a crapshoot you know because people are doing what i thought was reasonable that if you had the vaccine you were at really low risk especially in a not crowded situation or especially if you're outside you know, but now I'm kind of rethinking that. I don't know that I want to 
get sick, even if it's a mild case. I mean, right. so. that seems to be quite um, moving through like fire. You know, it's yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm glad that information is flowing in a more realistic way from CDC, etc. Yeah, and I just to state, I'm also extremely um, happy and and um, that I have the had the ability to get the vaccine and that I got both shots of the vaccine and that um, I feel great confidence in that and in that ability to um, do my part as a larger society to get things moving towards the better direction, a safer direction. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like a, a marvel of medicine that, that we were able to, to come up with that so quickly and based on you know former decades of work on RNA um, vaccines, but the ability that they're able to to fine tune that and produce that and distribute that in a relatively short period of time. Yeah. Do you uh, are you f- familiar enough with that technology that you could opine on it? No. Okay. Not enough to be on a recording talking mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> I don't think that's responsible. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the the only I mean I I hear like the uh, blanket complaints you know about speed of development and it's changing our DNA and stuff like that which I know it's not um, right. but I don't know if if you could say more about that component of it. Well, I do know that the the specific like the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines were based on a decade or more research on that RNA type of vaccine and they just have to then splice it together with this particular code of this virus, you know, to make that vaccine. So it's not like brand new technology that right. came out in two months and let's give it a shot and see <laughs> what happens to everyone. Right. It was based on, you know, decades of research and, um, uh, this virus is definitely new, but this type of virus is not new. Right. Um, so uh, I have great confidence in that. And I do understand the hesitancy. And, you know, I was also a little bit like, Ugh, I'm glad I'm not the first. I'm 45. I'm glad I wasn't the first group that was getting it. Although that was my parents, which is also like, right. you know, like, uh, and I, I totally get like the, ooh, this is, you know for someone that doesn't even take Tylenol or ibuprofen right. you know, just because I'm stubborn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, I understand the hesitancy and I definitely um, am sympathetic to the he- hesitancy in certain um, groups, uh, uh, marginalized communities that have been lied to or been um, tested on or been, you know, screwed in various right. horrifying different ways and, and their hesitancy to to um uh, to trust or our hesitancy to trust the government i i right. totally um yeah sympathize and with all of that but i also think that this was uh, uh just a marvel of 
of communities getting together to figure this out and to get it out. And um, that also is just so amazing to me. Yeah, totally. And um, to go back to the the detail of the process for a sec, the, the, the genetic effect of this is not on like my genetics, but on the antibodies that are produced in the natural way and then form in order to counter this virus, right? So there's the concerns that it's somehow changing us in ways we won't understand is also not really the way that this is working. Well, it's not based on science. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I understand that you know, concern of putting something into your body. And um, I think a lot of also people in our community, our yoga community, maybe have a already a we're self-selected group of people that want different options right. to take care of ourselves. And, and we talk about immune system health and, and um, healthy living and all of these kind of quote-unquote alternative right therapies or modalities complementary yeah. complementary therapies that I, I i do get that you know why some might be not first in line to get uh this but then there's also you know a lack of science literacy i think in our country or just human humanity um not that we're never going to know and be able to understand you know, everything that comes out in these studies, because it's not our field, you know, very few people, you know, really have a um, a deep understanding in in that kind of stuff. But just basic literacy of DNA or RNA or um, what vaccines do and what they don't do. And um, I I think that would be helpful uh, for people to feel more comfortable with this because some of the claims that you hear are are a bit wild, you know, like microchips or, or right. changing your DNA or um, it, yeah, <laughs> I think those are, I don't quite understand. I don't really understand where that coming from, uh, but yeah, well, it's, I, I mean, there's a, a lot of reinforcement of preconceptions, you know, yeah that is our nature yeah so but um to get back to uh what you've been up to the the one of the things that everyone always flags is how easily you do bridge that gap between complicated material and um accessibility you know so um for anybody who's listening who hasn't had a chance to experience your teaching, definitely experience your teaching because you you have such a gift at making anatomy on all those different levels that your book covers accessible and enjoyable. You know, I mean, it's just I. Uh, anytime I'm in a teacher training session after you, how was Kristen? Oh my gosh, it was so great. She's so great. You know, so. That's very kind. Kudos to you. Thanks. I think when you're excited about a topic, you know, it's, um, 
I get very excited about anatomy or about science and but I don't understand everything. I don't know everything. I'm very excited about yoga. I you know know two percent of of what there is to know in all of those topics. But when you're excited about it and it something clicks with you, I think you can't help but share it and you can't help but try to find a way. I'm so excited about this. How do I make you excited about this? Or how do I tell you this information so you can get excited? Because if you start looking at the layers of the body, it's just, it's amazing. You know, it's, you know, you're producing millions of blood cells every second. What? Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing. So I think, you know, I think just the excitement of it and the fact that a lot of the teacher training students come in, not all, but some come in with a narrative that they're not science people or that they didn't do well at science in school or biology or they don't want to, like, remember Latin origin and insertions and stuff like that. And I think when they get to look at at uh, the meta-anatomy, the anatomy of the form and all of its layers, that there's it's more tangible, it's more accessible, it's more, it, it's just another study of you. You know, meditation, you might be studying your mind, you know, or your thought patterns, or, you know, um, yoga study, you might be studying your connection to source or, or something beyond you. And it's just another way of studying yourself. And you just have to give people the, the, the door, the doorway in. Um, and once they walk in, they, they can't help but be amazed and excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just showing them the door. Yeah, that's great. Is there anything going on in your own uh, areas of like investigation or practice that are especially exciting you now? I've been thinking maybe you can give me some guidance here. I've been thinking um, I just put almost all of my material online for online courses. And the book now is out. And that's it it really is the sum total of what I know. (laughs) (laughs) So now I have to go learn new stuff um, because I'm pretty much out. at this point which might have been a big flaw in my plan here but um i i'm trying to to figure out what comes next i I, i'm not quite sure yet i i'd like to study with some women uh, maybe south asian women um i i want to hear those voices which i have not um spent a large amount of time with so most of my teachers have been you know white men um that's fine also, but the, you know, I love my teachers and, and they have an incredible wealth of knowledge. Um, and I'd like also to hear it from different voices coming up. Um, and also, you know, s- different avenues of study. I'm not quite sure what it's going to be. I, I know s- something with maybe women is most um, appealing to me right now, women's health or women being in a woman body, a uh, uh, woman identified body mm-hmm. that can, you know, view this practice a little differently. Yeah. And, but if you have any ideas, I'm very open. Yeah. <laughs> I'll meditate on that. Yeah. 
I was just watching a documentary about Jane Fonda, Jane Fonda in Five Acts. That's, oh, okay. um, I forget what it was on, but uh, she, in her fifth act, uh, each of the previous four was defined by one of the men who was the primary mm -hmm. person in her life. And in this fifth act, she's uh, titled it Jane. And um, it was a lot of what you just expressed, you know, was driving her in this last magnificent chapter of her life. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I can, I can understand the drive, you know, part, part of yoga practice for me always goes back to something that I think Swami Satchidananda wrote in his commentary on the Yoga Sutras about some teacher um, coming in all exasperated after having done teacher training with him or studied with him for a long time and and Satchidananda said what's what's the matter and he said oh I'm so exhausted because I'm teaching these classes all the time and I I have to keep coming up with something new. And she, he said, why, why are you saying that? And he goes, well, you know, these people are coming and they're paying me to teach them and I, I have to give them something for it. And the Swami said, oh, that's so interesting. Uh, when people come here, we just teach them yoga and they leave happy. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's always that like, you know, you know what you know, and that's what all you need. Yeah. But then our curiosity drags us into all these other interesting realms of study, and you know. Well, I think too that different realms of study open up different ways of seeing or relating to the practice. The practice is the practice. The yeah. over yoga practice philosophy, whatever. But it's you know how it's disseminated goes through all these different filters and lenses and. Yeah. Just look for a different lens. <laughs> different yeah. um, well, I've been just... working with this video game uh, project lately, you know, and I always use this metaphor of a play, like a, a drama, you know, as a description of our living, you know, and we're watching the play or we're, and we're in the play. <laughs> we're both watching it and we're in it, you know, that's the magic mm -hmm. of the, the Maya. But, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot more about like the gaming metaphor. Like it's 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 like a, a game that we're playing as well. You know, and you you get to different levels in the game, and the different characters that are in games they acquire new skills, no new capabilities. So now they can enjoy their route with a different set of things. You know, and while I'm not gaming and I'm not doing any of that, the metaphor is working for me really well. You know, it's like... Yeah, we're... we have avatars, right? Yeah. Different um, characters. Yeah, and but our living at a certain point could be f like with that kind of a perspective, you know, like, oh yes, this isn't this interesting now, looking at it from this way. Yeah. I already have an understanding but here's something new to do with it. It's like looking for the wonder. Yeah. I think wonder is the closest thing to joy. So it, it, however I can, you know, just keep unwrapping things and finding the wonder. If you look at anything close enough, like have you ever seen those pictures? Like it's on Facebook every now and then, like a close-up of sand. 
and yeah. oh my gosh, Google it immediately. But like, if you um, take like a super duper crazy close up microscopic of sand, grains of sand, they look like jewels, and they're all different. Each one is just like this, like different shape and gorgeous. Each one is just like the most gorgeous thing you've ever seen, you know. And that's just sand. <laughs> and I think if you look at anything close enough, if you look at fascia close enough, if you look at, you know, a tantra close enough, if you look at your big toe close enough, you are just, you cannot help but be in awe. You can't help but be just engulfed in wonder, which is just the closest thing to joy. So that, that's all. I think that's what I'm looking to. I just, I keep, I just want to look closer at everything. Brilliant. <laughs> well, I can't think of a more wonderful place to, to stop. So if people want to know more about your book and about what you're up to, how do they do that? Yeah, I'd love for people to um, let me know if they've read it or if they're enjoying it. Um, my website is just my name, kristenleal.com. You can get all the information about uh, trainings and workshops and where you can get the book. The book is available wherever books are sold, and it's called Meta Anatomy, a modern yogi's practical guide to the physical and energetic anatomy of your amazing body. <laughs> it's quite a mouthful. That is a mouthful. If you just look at Meta Anatomy, uh, you'll find it. Can you show me the book? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. All right. If you want to see it, listener, you have to go get it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, Kristen, it's always a delight to talk to you. And it's a pleasure. Thanks for talking with me. Yeah. Good luck with your transition back into the real world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank All you. Right. All right. Namaste. Namaste. That's this episode of Peter's Podcast. I want to thank Kristen Leal for joining me on this uh, special conversation podcast. I put links to her book and her website in the show notes, so definitely check those out. Please support Peter's Podcast on patreon.com. Review the podcast, and I'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Namaste. Namaste.